always trying to help you guys out, and I always try to bring on intelligent people. Uh, I'll try to bring on people more intelligent than myself, which is not that hard to find. Uh, whether it be Jack Gordon or this uh, young man who is rocking his dignitary shirt as well as I've seen anybody crushing before. it too. Just, Look at that. Just what fly with it. Too? Fly with it. Uh, Travis Jennings, uh, the uh, finance concierge. How are you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. I re really appreciate you having me out. Well, appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you having me by your farm the other day. Uh, you have a beautiful area there. In, in, in is it Ocala? Oh, come on, man. Dude, it's wait, far, wait. <laughs> bro. It is far. No, man. Wesley Chapel. Just... It's beautiful. Yeah, it's not. But nice. that's right on the outskirts of Ocala. No, it's not, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, it's not. I went by that black... I went by the black uh, uh, cow and then take a left. That's it, man. By the silo. Third, third. You guys are right around the way from the silo. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you have a beautiful place there. And I, I, I embraced, you know, just... At nighttime, there's not a lot of lights out. Everything's so pure and beautiful. It's got it's got to be nice. I saw a connection, man. You and that pine tree. Yeah, but I'm I'm in South Tampa. <laughs> Me and the pine tree we're, we're bonding. Hilarious. But uh, I I need South Tampa. I need uh, what are those again? People. I people. Need people. Yeah. yeah. People I need are good. People. Yes. So uh, Travis Jennings, a financial concierge or finance concierge, explain to people what you do real quick. Uh, basically, there's just there's a lot of uh, holes, in my opinion, in the industry, and uh, I'm trying to fill those holes. So, you know, where the investment advisors leave off, I try to fill in that black that gap. Where the accountants leave off, I, I fill in that gap. So, much like a hotel concierge, you just tell them what the problem is, and, and we have the resources around the country to fill those needs. You're almost like the Donald Trump of finance, because this is what I say about Donald Trump. Because he doesn't go, and I, I know, I, looking at me like, please, I mean, but I'm not trying to dog anybody out, but... Donald Trump is doing something, things that are outside the box, and he's really outing a lot of people in, in the meantime. So, so a lot of other financial people are, are probably saying to you, stop telling everybody our secrets. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I guess to let you guys in on the secret, Ian asked me to, to prepare a little trick for, the, for, for our community, mm -hmm. and I'm definitely going to pull that back some today. Okay, so, yeah. well, you know, we, we were doing some deep, you know, thinking, and, and I said something to you the other day. Uh, and you looked at me, and you were you were you were so excited that I asked you that question. It's like you did your thesis on it in college or something like that. I said I said something like Greenspan. I said how do how do you explain how that number moves? And you looked at me, and you were like I can't believe you asked me that question. And then you came up with some stuff that blew my mind a little bit. I don't know how much you want to get into that. I yeah, mean, not too too far. But um... yeah, don't get too far. Don't trick my people out. Yeah. Uh, so Alan Greenspan a, was is a very, very important person in society. And, and what I shared with Ian was, was kind of how the chairman of the Fed operates and okay. what the Federal Reserve is. And, and you were shocked mm -hmm. to hear that the Federal Reserve is not a government entity. It's like the mafia. Yeah, I don't know how much I can say on that. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, so it's okay. But it's, I, the, the fact that it's not government owned to me is shocking. Do you not think that? That's government. One to me? would think it is. To me, it's just the government. I mean, anything, money, and then, and then, then you, what you said, the uh, uh, where we print money, okay? Well, we have to get that money from somewhere, yes. right? And so we would assume that we print that as our own, as a government. Yeah. Right. And and then when you find out that it's not, then it's it just it does throw a little monkey rich in there, right? And the Federal Reserve is not owned by the government. I don't know how else to say that to you, bud. It's just, so individuals own the Federal Reserve. It's incorporated. Isn't that crazy to I you? Mean, people don't talk about it, right? I mean, it, it's not exactly the mainstream uh, thing, but, but we all have the Internet, right? Everyone, I mean, 
my, my children have cell phones. and they It's have common knowledge. Com- I mean, it's, it's common, common if you look, right? If you look, yeah. I think that's the difference between you and other people. You're yeah. lucky. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I learned very quickly that uh, I could make a good living just doing what everybody else does, and, mm-hmm. and I got really bored. And so what I wanted to do was to find all the other stuff that everyone else wasn't maybe specializing in. Wonderful. Well, I've, I've sat and talked to a lot of financial people, and you definitely take it a different angle, which, which, which I definitely uh, applaud. Now, I asked you to come up with a tip for our listeners out there, okay? And that's pretty broad. Huge. Okay, so, and, and you, you right away you knew what you were, you were coming out of. Oh, yeah. So let's hear the tip for regular listeners, something that's going to help all of our listeners out there. Absolutely. So um, anybody investing, I mean, I'm, I mean, there's movies out there, Wolf on Wall Street, right? And you, you see that stuff and you go, what in the heck is going on? How is that, that possible? So there's two types of people in the industry uh, that work as professionals. There are brokers and there are advisors, right? And so in the English language, broker would mean that you are transacting business. You're in the transaction business, right? Because you broker transactions. Mm -hmm. And advisors would mean that you offer advice, right? And if somebody's operating in a transactional capacity, that's a different compensation than somebody who offers advice. Okay. The way I like to relate this to people is um, if you walk onto a car lot, right? Ian and I go onto a car lot, and and Travis is looking for a used Jaguar. Okay. And the car lot doesn't currently have a used Jaguar on the lot, right? The car salesman guy goes, pause for a second. What am I going to tell this guy? Mm-hmm. Now I can send him up the street because they have used Jaguars at a great price, or I could tell him, oh, you don't want a Jaguar, man. Correct. Have you seen the, late, the new Mercedes? Mm-hmm. Those things are sweet mm-hmm. because they're in the business of transactions. So if there's not a transaction, there's no compensation. Does that make there's sense? Not a tra- yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Absolutely. And so th- it, if you're dealing with an advisor, it's a little bit different, right? So it's kind of like you pay your insurance, and then you have your advisor on call when you need them, and you, you call that person. You ask as many questions as you want, and you may say, uh, uh, kind of like a dietitian, hey, Ed, what do I do to lose weight? Well, two things. You probably want to eat more greens, and you probably want to work out more. That doesn't mean that there's some ulterior motive where they actually own the YMCA, and they're only saying that so Correct. you go get a membership, right? So that's, it's two completely different thought philosophies. Where people really get lost is they think that those people work uh, in different areas, and the reality is they can all buy and sell the same stuff. So now think about that. If I have a million dollars, right, and I want to invest 10% of that, 100 grand, it's not risky to put a hundred grand in the market if you have nine hundred thousand safe. That's Correct. completely suitable. Mm-hmm. So brokers have to pass regulation called suitability standard. And in that event, if I'm investing ten percent, it is suitable. Now from that point forward, I now have the ability to flip through my investment. If I if there was a Rolodex, it'd be a fun story, right? Flip. Sure. We find one. Well, this has a fantastic track record. Never lost money. Little bitty commission. Oh, let's toss that one. Let's keep looking. Uh, Here's another one. Pretty good track record. Not as good, but a big old commission. Now, I'm not mm. suggesting which that broker will choose, but do you see the temptation? Yeah, okay, that's the whole thing about the fiduciary thing, correct? Right. The fiduciary, and that's a word that we don't use that often, but basically a lot of people, they're not guaranteeing that they're doing, making a decision that's best for their client. A lot of times, I'll give you a good example. Tell me if this is a bad analogy. Uh, if you go to uh, Total Wine and Spirits, okay, yep. they have every liquor known to man. They have every wine known to man. They're going to lead you towards their liquor because they're making more money on their own brewed liquor, correct? For sure. It's close enough? Huge. Makes sense, right? That's perfect. And then you, you take that one step further and you go, okay, if, um, if I was with the local uh, 
Let's just call it Edward Jones. Not picking on anyone, but Edward Jones. Let's mm -hmm. say that you, you guys realize there is a guy at the top of that table, right? Mm -hmm. And that guy at the top of the table is not going to let some advisor over in uh, Zephyr Hills, Florida, go off the cuff and start picking whatever investments he wants, mm -hmm. right? And so there's going to be a very strict menu that he has to operate in. And to use your analogy, wouldn't that strict menu maybe have the stuff that maybe has more profit margin, maybe not? Sure. Right? You yeah. want to control that, though, because your name, your reputation's on the line. Now, if you go to the other side of that, the advisor, the advisor gets paid the same regardless. There's no commission. There's no compensation uh, for the sale of securities. Correct. They can buy and sell the exact same stuff. So all things being equal, if one of them has a fiduciary standard and one doesn't, I mean, you could see where that might be able to help out. No guarantees, of course. I wish I'd have known you back in the day when I actually had money back in the day. Like, I seriously, I had so many investments, and I was just looking at them. I'm like, oh, I made this much money this month. That's great. But that's all I did. I didn't know anything. I, I didn't. So, you, could, you could delve so deep into it. Oh, it gets so deep. You know, much like, you know, you and I were talking by the fireside, you know, playing offensive linemen. To me, it looks mm -hmm. like you're pushing big, big guys. Sure. Man, that doesn't scratch yeah. the surface. Well, it's like everybody. It's like everything in life, okay? I'll, I'll give you an example. DJing, okay? DJ Don Pablo is teaching me how to DJ. So I'm just kind of scraping the surface yeah, you see what i'm saying sure. there's a lot other when i'm watching other djs do it i'm like what's he doing over there why are you touching that button you know what i mean i think that's how we all are with finance like i just know that i want to make money so if i'm looking for somebody to help me with my money and first of all do you need to find somebody who is a fiduciary because that, that's hard to do well it's that's the fun part right i mean where would you do that it's not on their their sign on their building it's not on their business card it's not on the door that they work inside of so how would you even find that? if it's not on their business card does that mean that they're not because i do hear in some ads that i'm a fiduciary so if you are that's something that you would come out and say correct uh, you would think so here here's the where it gets really interesting so there's 310 financial professionals 310,000 financial professionals in america <sighs> 310 so broker advisor 90% are brokers Jeez. Okay. 90% really? now it gets crazier so that means 10% are advisors who have a fiduciary standard to their client just advisors you okay. want to get real real sick with it please <laughs> what if they're both how do you know if they're wearing the hat when that's they're making question. the trade or not so they can just be flip-flopping now of that 10% that's 31,000 people yeah only 5,000 only hold the advisory fiduciary license wow. only 5,000 out of 310,000 so the other ones are trying to make money I can't say that I don't know okay I get I get <laughs> what you're saying but <laughs> Good we, we, for you. no but seriously that's real talk I mean everybody everybody does business like when we were talking about United Airlines earlier okay yep. you may not like the fact that you may be removed from a flight when it's overbooked but that's unfortunately it's part of life okay it's part of business they need to get those four people to Atlanta or wherever they need to go to to get on another flight to make money okay that's how the world works you may not like it but they're gonna make decisions for money so if it comes down to either you making money or they make money I don't know if you ever can win that situation well you can and it's it, and this is the most important words that I could possibly say on this you absolutely can but you have to care you have to care enough to go get the education to know. Knowledge. That's it, right? 100%. Now, yeah. I'm going to say how to actually check that in just a few minutes, but I want to make sure that you guys also understand that checking your investments is not hard. Now, why is the law written in Latin? So that lawyers have jobs, right? Why is finance so freaking complicated? So that 
I have a job. It doesn't have to be. There's nothing fancy about Everything's it. Everything's complicated on purpose, so I, I really believe that. I, and I'm trying to make that real simple. <laughs> okay. I'm saying I could show you two buttons to click on Yahoo Finance, which mm -hmm. is a completely... Well, you showed me it to me before. You're sure. like, do you know anything about that? I'm like, well, no. And you just showed me a couple of clicks, so you can really check on anything that you want. I don't know if I could walk somebody through it, huh. but Jesus somebody with knows. a lot more knowledge than me, which is 99% of everybody else out there, you know? I try to make the money and let somebody else deal with it, you know what I mean? But that gets you in trouble sometimes. But, you know, I'm learning that in any walk of life, uh, having knowledge is important because I, when I look back at what I've been through financially and the money that I've dealt with, I don't know if I didn't get got up a thousand times already. I'm sure you <laughs> I got better. got, there's no doubt. But in the long run, you're just hoping that you make some money because if you're making money, and listen, I, I had real money in the 90s, and then early 2000s when you could be a buffoon and make money back then. Market. So if you're making a little bit of money, you're like, oh, I'm great. I'm making money. What that money could have been. Where were you back in the day? You man. were still like four years I old. I was still in the city, man. You were still young. Yeah. I'm, old, I'm I, an old dude. Had to get to the farm to be smart. How old are you, 23? <laughs> get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you told somebody you're 23, they'd have to believe you, though. Yeah, I, absolutely. I probably, yeah. No, I've been yeah. doing this for 10 years, though, man. It's pretty good. So since you were 12? Since I was 12. Okay, good, 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 good for you. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, so for somebody out there, you're going to say, if you're thinking about investing, you need to go look for what? Um, absolutely. So in my opinion, if you were going to go invest some money, the, the two things that you would absolutely have to know, number one is, and this is complicated, write it down. I know people are probably driving around mm -hmm. FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, FINRA Broker Check. If you put that into Google, FINRA, F-I-N-R-A Broker Check. Okay. Literally, you put that into Google, it'll pull up the very first thing is the FINRA website. FINRA is who regulates advisors, right? Advisors and brokers. That's the SEC and FINRA. You know there's a bunch of brokers and advisors going, no. Yeah, I know. Good. This is going to make them Good. upset. I don't Good. care. That's Not what that we want. We're me. trying to piss people off. We're trying to... <laughs> make Ian Beckwith's listeners there you more go. money. You call me Donald Trump. Now I'm delivering. That's all good. <laughs> Dang it. That's all good. Hey. Well, so this is it, right? So you go to Finra Broker Check. Mm -hmm. You put in the person's name and the, the city they work, and then literally it will show you advisor or broker or both. Now, knowing that, if you have a broker, no problem, man. They might be the best person in the mm -hmm. world, right? But now you understand the circumstances you're dealing with. Now, if they have both, I'd probably ask a conversation about why, right? Okay. Because it's either one way or the other. And if they're only an advisor, that's cool too. The other big part of that website is disclosures. You know, when I go and buy a car, right? Say I wanted to go buy a nice used car. My, my oldest son's now 16, mm -hmm. right? So if I go get him a truck for $10,000 on the car lot, tell me I'm lying if I say, show me the Carfax. I want to yeah, know if that sure. thing's ever been in a fire. Sure. Like common sense can't show you if it's mm -hmm. been in a fire. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we can put all of our nest egg with somebody and have absolutely no idea if they've ever been through bankruptcy, a complaint, or have had a felony on their record? Good question. So wow. FINRA broker check is like Carfax. It's like Carfax. You go wow. there and you're looking for investment advisor or broker, and mm -hmm. then if they say they have disclosure events, you can literally click that button. And it will tell you everything that the client said that they did. It'll say everything that the broker said in their defense. You can make your own decision from there. Talking to Travis Jennings, finance concierge. Now, are you either a broker or an advisor? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to pull the curtain back and have you're, my pants down either, you're right? Concierge. You're, you're, in your yeah. own, you're in your own category. Yeah, no, I'm an advisor only, right? I, I can... I don't see the point in having So that's that. important. Uh, in my opinion, it's incredibly important. The second thing that I think is crucial is you don't have to know how to manage your own money, but you need to know how to check your person to know that they're doing the right thing. Sure. 
Sure. So what does that involve? Literally two buttons on Yahoo Finance. We have a free online webinar class that we put people through. You don't ever have to call us, pay us, do anything of the sort. Just know how to check your own stuff so that when your broker calls and says, hey, think you should buy some American funds. Okay, no problem. Let me call you right back. And then you go and check and you go, wow, I, I think I would like that. I just don't want to pay the commissions mm -hmm. and all that other stuff. So you're, if, you, if somebody else has a, a broker and they call you and you give them this knowledge, how do you benefit from that? I, I mean, swear to God, I don't. You don't? I don't. So this you're going to give them the knowledge? Well, in my opinion, we raise the bar. It gets the, the bums out of it, right? You're just talking about bums. bums it gets yes. the bums out of yeah. the playing field. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then who's left is, is they can handle their business and the they can do right business, by people. Legitimate yeah. business people. Yeah, I mean, well, why would you allow bad things to happen in the shadows if you could prevent them? All, all that stuff makes sense to me, brother. It really does. I say it all every day. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why it isn't more of a movement. Well, listen. I, I've I've been to a couple seminar. I've been to a seminar that you were involved in, um, and there's some other people talking business. And I I told you the other day they were just talking over my head. I just I had no idea what they were talking about. But when you were speaking, and you sat down with my my wife and I, you broke it down to where. It, even myself could understand what the hell you're talking about, uh, so you dumbed it down in, in other because I really, I really know nothing about fin finance. Um, I know what's going on in the world uh, with the Syria, the bombing in Syria. Should we should be worried about that in our finances at all? I, I think it's more of a local level issue with okay. our own with our own finances. But okay. but yeah, we can get into the weird stuff. So if we're you okay. Want. We're okay with that. <laughs> we're okay if our if our uh, presence is bombing. Well, like, so I literally had an appointment last week uh, say, hey, I, I need to just, just hold off. And I said, okay, why? What's going on? They go, well, I'm worried about the war. And okay. I go, okay, so if the war pops off, is your, any money, is your money any safer where it is versus where I was going to show you to put it? Can I put it in bombs? Kind of screwed either way. put my money in bombs. <laughs> bombs. Bombs and marijuana. You're going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went and uh, visited the True Leave people uh, this week just to kind of investigate. I did some investigative journalism. And... Uh, it's quite the uh, thing they got going on there. It's quite the thing. My wife and I were talking on the way over about the prohibition of uh, alcohol back in the day. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about how time flies and how we, we think of segments of time. And it kind of feels like right now we're kind of wrapping up the prohibition of, of that, right? Yeah, pretty much. And I, we've, we've had this conversation. And you, you even said, I never really thought about that. But if they legalize it tomorrow, nobody's going to start smoking it. That was a fantastic point. They've been smoking it. <laughs> They've been so, like. Do you ever hear somebody say, "Well, I'm not going to have a drink of alcohol because I'm not 21 and that's illegal." I've never heard anybody say that in my whole freaking life. Nobody. I'm not. I'm not going to smoke marijuana because it's legal. You're not going to smoke marijuana because you don't want to smoke marijuana. If they legalize cocaine tomorrow, I'm not going to go get a bunch of cocaine. I don't want. I mean, you know what I'm saying? For sure. So it's not. I don't know what's going to change other than us making, but loads of money through the government. For something everybody's doing anyways, and now you can regu regulate it and make a bunch of money and then f fix some of these potholes and maybe give teachers raises, maybe? Maybe. Maybe the veterans. Maybe give some teachers raises so that our kids can grow up and grow up the right way and, you know, get more than better. And I'm not dogging teachers, but I'm hearing too many stories of just people I don't want teaching my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, and it, it's, it's changed so much, but... I'm not. I I couldn't be president. They'd probably kill me in one day, anyways, if I was probably the president or something like that. Although Donald Trump lasted almost 100 days, and uh, I'm not nearly as abrasive as Donald Trump, or or I don't know if anybody is. But that's uh, but that's your president.